Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey, hey, welcome back. Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here, big armed half. And tarps across from me. <laughs> I'm trying to don't get forget. Away. Don't forget. <laughs> trying to get away with it. Just saying, yeah. Matt, Matt, my name and is Matt. It was Sir Big Armed Half, if oh, I remember yeah. correctly. We, <laughs> we added an amendment to that. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> Sir Big Armed Half. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh, it. You, uh, you, you added the S to the start of that. You added the S to the end of what we're going <laughs> to talk right. about today. That's it's, right. Yeah. It's hey, great. That's great. It's a great, creative. Uh, you got, always have to have a segue, right? Uh-huh. You always have to have that a segue. That was a creative one. I like it. There you go. Man, when I was young, I used to hear about halts. Young uh, halt, I would hear about halt. I did hear about halts too. I just kind of yeah. forgot. But I would hear about halt trying to get out of pornography, like hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Those are the, those are the triggers that most commonly will lead you to porn. So you need to know how to deal with your triggers. And and then S is is stressed, right? And yeah. and and so there's there's different ways to utilize this. I always, uh, for me, because porn was battle, I'd hear in that regard. And we just want to give some perspective on on our thoughts towards it and just help you understand how to deal with with these things. If being hungry, angry, lonely, tired, stressed, maybe rejected is another one that might go with anger or, or loneliness. If those are the things that lead you to sexual sin, we want to give you maybe a brand new perspective on this. Mm-hmm. And we'll be clear, like uh, halts, like being aware of our environments, being self-aware as well of what we're feeling and we're going through. Uh, and our triggers and what arouses us, those different things are important to understand. And there's value in understanding halts. There's value in knowing when we need something or or how to interact in life with, with some of these emotions that we feel and how to deal with them. There's value. But yeah, the perspective we want to bring today is uh, a little bit different. And it's really based in scripture. Like this isn't anything new to us. It's just sometimes we miss these things. Yeah. Uh, I had a Bible college professor. I so appreciated him. Professor Franklin, shout out to you. You made a big impact on my life, but he had so many great sayings. One of them was, uh, is to not discount the holy pebbles in your shoe and meaning in life. Now a pebble in your shoe is uncomfortable. A pebble in your shoe sometimes is painful, but the reason why he said it was a holy pebble is because sometimes they're put in our life to make us more holy, more like God that discomfort can lead us to become 
more mature in our faith. Sometimes that isn't a perspective that we bring to our actions because we avoid discomfort. We run from discomfort. We don't lean into discomfort. In fact, we do everything we can in life to be comfortable. So uh, this is the different perspective we want to bring today is leaning into that discomfort and meeting God in the midst of that and seeing how he works in and through that and actually will grow us in our maturity and our faith and draw us to become more like him and move away from addictive patterns, but in a different perspective completely to what we're used to, which is running from things. So we're going to give more context and clarity and understanding to what that means, because we don't mean in a destructive sense of, well, do you mean that you just keep looking at porn and you lean into the discomfort of that? That's not what we mean. <laughs> uh, it's different. Uh, so let's bring some understanding, Matt. What do we mean by this different perspective we're bringing? Well, it's a it's a totally different perspective from the way that we think, because I remember when our first boy was born and I just was so fascinated that the whole end goal of everything that he communicated to us through his screams or body language or whatever was his own comfort. It's just what he wanted. Mm -hmm. It was like, he'd scream if he was hungry, give me food. Then he'd have food and he'd be more comfortable. He wouldn't scream anymore. And then he would uh, be tired. And then he'd like, I just want to go to sleep and he'd scream and then he'd fall asleep. And then he was, okay, now it's peaceful because he's comfortable. And, and all of that, and with cuddling, and he wanted to be with mommy, or wanted to be with daddy, or whatever. And, and I remember telling a buddy this, and he was like, yeah, and this is a reality for the rest of our life. We want the most comfy car, comfortable house, comfortable relationship, uh, comfortable clothes, shoes, everything. And, and it was like, man, that's so true. All we want is comfort. And when we're uncomfortable, oftentimes we're irritated, and we're mad, and we, and we blame the discomfort. So this is the thing about halts, is that is that we're hungry, and then we're irritable because we're hungry. And then if we don't have food or whatever, then we're like not emotionally good. And we go escape into pornography. It might lead to a trigger because we're feeling weak, right? And if we're angry, we could even blame people and blame, justify a circumstance or person that made us angry. And it's their fault that, that now I'm triggered or we're lonely. And it's like, I just am so bored right now and feel so lonely and sad and go to pornography and and tired and my brain power is not working my willpower is gone when i'm tired and and i get tempted and i just don't have the strength to deal with temptation and stress same thing when you're stressed it's like your your anxiety is heightened and your brain doesn't operate as well and prefrontal cortex shuts down and all of these things can be open doors to triggers they are open doors to triggers but we want to give a new perspective because if if in and of ourselves our desire is to be comfortable then we need to realize that if we're simply pursuing comfort rather than being at peace in the discomfort, then that's a worldly response. It's it's not it it could be done void of the Lord, and it could be done void of growing emotional um, strength and maturity when we're just simply trying to get out of this situation. So we're hungry, and then food is the solution. We're never growing in our maturity when we're hungry. Or if we're angry and just avoiding our, or like taking deep breaths and avoiding things that make us angry is a solution, then we're never growing in our in our emotional or spiritual maturity. And so we want to give a new perspective. And I think that Jesus modeled this right from the start of his ministry, right from the start. Um, when he was first tempted in the in the wilderness and while fasting, he was hungry and, and the enemy came to tempt him. Mm-hmm. And what is fascinating is that Jesus doesn't say, uh, like it doesn't say he was hungry and the enemy came to tempt him. And so Jesus went to get food. That wasn't the answer. 
Jesus' response was, no, I don't, I don't eat just bread alone. Like I eat spiritual bread too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I survive and I'm sustained on what I get from my father in this relationship with his heavenly father. And so that sets the stage right from the start of his ministry, which then led into other things where he was tempted and he was alone and he was angry or not angry, but he was, he could have been angry, um, but he was hungry. And not only is it not something that he let be an open door for sin, I think that he saw the real value in that because what led, what that led to was that in time, as he went through these circumstances, I think God, the father saw that he was, he was good. He was rock solid. He was established in who he was in, in, in a son of God. And the open doors in his ministry started to just come after he had gone through these trials. So when we go through trials, it's not just try to avoid the trial so you don't sin. It's like, how could I mature in this mm-hmm. trial? And then what is going to come from this? There's going to be so much more that comes through and in my life because of this. Yeah. And it's it's like what happens is, for instance, if if porn is something that we've been battling and say we are experiencing some extended periods of sobriety, it's in those moments that we often will coach people that that can be some of the hardest times because your drug is gone from you. Your coping mechanism is gone from you. The way that you numb out and avoid things is gone from you. So now you're faced with yourself. You're faced with those feelings. You're faced with those discomfort, that discomfort. And often our response is we try to avoid such things and uh, we don't want to face that. And so the different perspective where we're bringing is like what Jesus did is that you lean into God in those moments. You come to to him in those moments. And then he works in and through that. And we wouldn't get to that place unless we were stripped from something. Something's gone from us and we have to come to reality and face those things that maybe we were trying to hide from, maybe that we were trying to mask over. And that's what porn has done. Uh, it is a coping mechanism in life that we have used to numb out and not feel, to really avoid those feelings we have with halt, uh, halts. So that's uh, that's something that we have to lean into. And what does that look like practically? Well, when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling angry, hungry, tired, all these different things, yeah, there might be an actual physical, tangible thing that can be met, need met there. Like if you're hungry, you go eat. But what we're saying here is um, often when our drug of choice is removed from us, we're going to face a very difficult moment where we're, we're dealing with life and now that we don't have that coping mechanism anymore, now we're kind of like, well, what do we do? And you get frantic. Lean into that and invite God. Pray. Get into your word. Be in accountability groups, uh, community around you to talk about what you're feeling. Become more self-aware and invite God into what you're feeling. And you know what's amazing is that he reveals really what your inner needs are. He reveals what really is going on for you. And you wouldn't get to that point unless you're facing that discomfort. Uh, the way that we grow and mature is through friction. And it's not that we actively go seek out friction in life, but that's how God wants to move in our life in the sense that we recognize our need from him. And often we only can do that when something is removed from us because we're so distracted, we're so focused on so many other things. And and that's what fasting really is about in the sense of recognizing our desperate need for Jesus. And so we will forego something for a time and a period so that we recognize that need, but we invite Jesus into it. And this is the same thing when we're battling addiction is uh, uh, on a different practical sense where we're recognizing our need, but that need all along has been God. It's just that we have put something in his place 
and it's very powerful. It pulls at us. Um, and so leaning into that recognizes how powerful that, that feeling is and how lonely and tired and angry and sometimes we're feeling. But then Jesus, come, be in this. What are you teaching me? Your comfort is greater than that, what porn could give me or masturbation could give me. And I want to believe that. I want to see that in my life. So come into that. Please show me. And this is something that is an ongoing thing. And that's why relapse is sometimes, sometimes even more powerful than the addictive pattern when we're in the midst of it. Because you're facing something so powerful and so stark in comparison to the drug of choice that you have. So then that's why those, those hooks can really try to pull us back into old patterns because uh, we're, we're recognizing, we're putting a mirror on our life and we're recognizing our desperate need. So lean into God though in those moments. And that's where our maturity comes is uh, when we persevere in those moments. And I know it's tough. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, we so want to run back to what makes us comfortable. And we'll stay stuck in things we know are destructive, but just because it's comfortable and we don't have to deal with life. Just lean into that holy pebble in your life. Recognize it's there and invite God in. Yeah. Yeah. You know that phrase, you'll never get, or God will never give anything to you that you can't handle. Like that's not, that's no, not true. No, that's not, not scriptural. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not. It talks about Second Corinthians 1 in is, I think it is Second Corinthians 1. Paul says, if we're distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it's for your comfort, which produces a new patient endurance of this of the same sufferings we suffer. So Paul's like, we suffer things, but you suffer the same things. We're not unique. You're not unique. We all suffer the same stuff. But what is produced in him through the suffering is actually for other people. And he says, our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. So there's like a mentality sometimes that what I'm going through is just too much. We're like, oh, I, it's different for me because I just have a higher libido than most. No, you're not that different. And we all have sufferings. We all, we all desire comfort. Paul says, we don't want you to be uninformed about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, listen to this, far beyond our ability to endure. Right. Far beyond our ability to endure. Oh, God will never give you anything you can't handle. No, that's not true. That's a lie. Yeah. It's far beyond his ability to endure. So that we despaired of life itself. I mean, that's pretty brutal. Like we're, oh, I can't get yeah. through this temptation. Basically want to die. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. not at the point of death. Yeah. If you're tempted for a couple hours at night, just wanting to go to sleep. Like yeah. this is so much more beyond that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not poking fun or mocking. Like I've been there so many times where I'd give in. I understand this stuff. But I, we just want to give a, a higher perspective that you can live at. But why? What's the point of this? What's the point of this suffering? What's the point of being at the point where you're you can't sleep because you're tempted, or you're just so frustrated with your marriage or your singleness, and you're just frustrated, and it seems like too much, and it's out of your control. Temptation is there, and temptations all around you, everywhere you look. You look. What's the point of that? What's the point of Paul being pushed far beyond his ability to endure so he despaired life? Well, it says it. It says this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. I like those last four words, who raises the dead, because it's a reminder of what God can do. It's like, he can raise the dead. This is the one that this pressure point is pushing me to rely on, not to rely on myself, but on him. And like, he raised the dead. He can get me through this temptation. He raised the dead. He can heal me through, healing me of my my past sexual violation or sexual abuse or he raised the dead like he can sustain me in the midst of a really tough relationship. He can sustain me 
in the period of healing from whatever I've gone through. Cause like he raised the dead. He can do that. He can do this, you know? And so we want to rely on ourselves. We want to sometimes think that we're different, that things are too hard for us, that the journey is just too long. And I just want to encourage you and Braden us too, that God is with you and he is so capable and so sufficient. But I love what Braden was talking about because a lot of guys will say, and girls will say like, I've prayed to God for 30, 40 years for him to take this from me and to heal me of this. And it hasn't happened. And my question always is, are you welcoming God into that moment? Like Braden's talking about, Mm -hmm. or are you just praying for God to take it away rather than learning how to let those temptations and that pain push you towards him when you're angry or when you're lonely, when you're super tired, do you know how to praise God? Do you know how to welcome his presence? Do you know how to have your eyes be turned towards him rather than the temptation? Or are you solely focused on the temptation, just praying for God to take it away? Do you know how to welcome God into that temptation and praise him for the ability to have attraction, praise him for the ability to have a body that works and that functions well, that can perform sexually? Praise him also for the ability to have self-control that you don't have to act on it right now and that he will give you peace when you're, when you're just so full of anxiety or, or praise him for his presence when you feel alone. Do you know how to welcome him in, in, in into those times rather than just praying for him to take it away? And so I think that it's not just to get through the moment, but if you can see what's so much greater than, than just you, I always think that really helps. And Paul even speaks to this. He's like, my discomfort is not for you. My comfort is not, or, or it's not just for me, it's for you. My comfort's not for me. My discomfort, it's not for me. It's, it's, it's actually for you. Jesus went through the cross. It says he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Mm-hmm. It's like the fulfillment of bringing people into oneness with the Father and to glorify God. That was the joy that was set before him. There's so much that happens. Like like Jesus, he gets tempted. He's hungry. He gets rejected by people in Nazareth where he grew up. They wanted to kill him and they were so mad at him. And then what happens? He just goes through that. He doesn't turn to sin. He's totally content in his identity and his and who he is in, in his father. All of a sudden, at the end of Luke 4, you could read it. The doors open to so much ministry. He's going, he's like, I got to go from town to town to town to preach the gospel. Where people had rejected him and tried to close those doors. And the father was like, man, my faithful son, you went through these tests. Now you're going to prosper. Now things are going to happen in your life. And so I remember one guy he was that I was doing coaching with. He's like, I just, I hate loneliness. I don't want it to be an issue anymore. And I just said, what if on the flip side, that issue is actually going to produce amazing stuff in your life? Yeah. We try to get rid of it. What if God has it there for a reason? So you learn to depend on him and then he can bring you into this promised land or the prosperity that he has for you. Yeah. And that's such good advice because often what we do is maybe we don't, for instance, go back to porn, but we'll massage the, the scenario in our life in a way to try to get an outcome. So for instance, we'll fill our life with busyness. We'll fill our life with our work. We'll lean into that. We'll, we'll if we're feeling lonely, we'll just jump from relationship to relationship, right? Because we can't deal with that loneliness. And I've seen a lot of people struggle yeah. in that area. Um, yeah. You'll try to work things into your life so that you don't have to feel anymore. And what we're saying is, no, this is a holy moment that God has ordained in you because you have removed something. Now he wants to be center of your life. And uh, so lean into that instead of trying to pray away that moment. That's a holy moment, even though it it feels really bad. It sucks. Like honestly, in that moment, it feels that. 
and it just reminds me of like when uh, we were in Miami recently, me, Matt and I, and uh, we did a we did this cold plunge when we were there. I don't know if you've ever done a cold plunge, but it's basically there's a lot of health benefit for it, and it, a lot of athletes do it to get the inflammation and other things done. But what we know about this is that when you get in right away, your brain is screaming to jump out. Everything in you is screaming to get out of that moment. And that's, you have to combat that. You have to sit in that cold water. It's freezing cold water. What happens is, is that you, you get over that kind of thing that's happening in your brain of like flight, right? Get out, get out, get out. And you, you, you sit in that tub and all of a sudden you notice something change. The pain is still there, but there's some sort of warmth that rises from the inner parts of your body. And you're able to cope and deal with that. And, um, the discipline that that takes grows the more that you do that. You're able to be in that cold plunge longer and longer and longer. So do you, do you get the the metaphor that I'm trying to get at here? How God can work in those those really difficult moments where we want to jump out of the tub. We want to give in. We want to do something else. But when we sit in that and we invite God into that moment, he's going to teach us things. We're going to experience his love in a whole new way that maybe we've never experienced before. We're going to understand our identity more. We're going to move in a way of maturity that maybe we've never even recognized could be possible. And so, like I said, you don't go looking for sucky moments in life, but we're all going to have them. And if you're battling an addictive cycle of porn and masturbation and another kind of bad sexual behavior, you're going to be faced with moments like this because you want to kick that out, but then you got this emptiness and void. That's your cold plunge. (laughs) Uh, So sit in that and invite God into that and don't pray away those moments. In fact, This is where gratitude comes in. Be thankful for those moments. That's going to change your mindset completely. Because I've talked to so many guys, for instance, with loneliness. I am so lonely. I so desperately want to be married. And I understand the desire. Desire is a good desire, a God-given desire. You want to be married. But you sit in that loneliness in a different way when you say, hey, God, what do you want to do in me in this period of my life? What are you teaching me? How can I experience your love and acceptance in a whole new way? Instead, often what guys will do, and I'm specifically speaking the ones that I've talked to, I want to get out of this. I'm going to jump from relationship to relationship because they're going to fill my void. This new girl is going to fill my void. And then they miss out on this moment that God could really work in. And so that's what we're saying is uh, view halts differently. <laughs> view it as a holy moment of discomfort that God wants to work in. Yeah, totally. That holy pebble in your shoe. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that visual. Um, it. And it's true, right? Like this is, it takes work to change our mentality like you're talking about and like to welcome God in, to see things differently. It takes, it takes intentional work. Like when those moments are there, you're not feeling like, oh, thank you God for this. Like you don't feel like that. So when you're talking about remember thankfulness, it's hard, especially at the start. And we don't want to minimize that. It's hard for us. It's hard for us currently. Like we're speaking it and we know this in our brains and I know Brad and I, we both live it out, mm-hmm. but not perfectly. And we always are wanting to grow in it. And so it's, it's hard. I want to empathize with you and just encourage you that this is a, it's a practice to engage in because it, it literally will change your life. If you can get through this, these hard times, I've said it before, but like people who are addicted to decades addicted to decades addicted to (laughs) to porn or whatever it is i know where you're going sexual stuff for decades they're emotionally immature they're spiritually immature it doesn't matter the age that they are they're immature and it's a it's a sad thing to realize i'm not putting anyone down for me there's things in my own life where i'm like i i see immaturity there and 
we can be immature in different areas, but it's important to recognize that. So how do you recognize that? What's your response in the midst of halts? When you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, stressed, when you're rejected, like what's the, what's your response? And to, to recognize, is that good or is it bad? Are you able to be thankful in that? If you're able to, all of a sudden you're going to start maturing. You're going to start responding differently. I had, I was on uh, Jonathan Doherty's podcast last week with Be Broken Ministries. I think it's called Pure Sex Radio. I'm pretty sure. And we're going to have him on soon. Jonathan's been doing this for 20 plus years, I think. And and great, great guy. Anyways, he was talking about thank you. He's like, he's literally like getting, saying thank you is taking your eyes off yourself because you're saying thank you. It's you. It's someone else. You're going to God. Thank you. And you're focusing more on God. Whereas in sin, just like Adam and Eve, they sin, they look at themselves. With our sin, we're looking at ourselves. We're looking at our own pain or or I am hungry, I am angry, I am lonely, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm rejected, I'm offended, I'm whatever it is, I'm triggered, I'm tempted. Yeah. Like these things, it doesn't help because it's all you. So what about what Braden is saying? Bring thankfulness into that because it gets your eyes off you onto someone else. Thank you, God, for your presence here rather than just, God, take this from me. It's like, no, thank you for what you're teaching me right now so that you can grow me. You must have so much more for me in my life. Thank you that 1 Corinthians 10, 13, if this is not a key verse for you, I encourage you to, to really know it if you're struggling with temptations. No temptation, you can pray it like this, no temptation has overtaken me except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. God, you are faithful. Thank you for being faithful that you will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. But when I am tempted, you provide a way out so that I can endure it. And you can pray that prayer as a prayer of thankfulness or pray that verse as a prayer of thankfulness and just go, you're providing a way out. Thank you for doing that. What what I'm experiencing right now, because you are here and you're faithful, it's not beyond what I can bear because I'm with you. Apart from you, yeah, it's beyond what I can bear. But with you, no, I can do it because, because God is enabling me. And you can pray a prayer of thankfulness in that rather than just praying for him to take it away. Yeah. I really think that when we do that, it goes away. Yeah. When we're thankful, when we bring him in, he wins the battle for us, the temptation goes away. Yeah. And so you don't need to fight it for hours or fight it for for a week trying to not resist or trying to resist the temptation, trying to not give in. Instead, welcome him in and all of a sudden the temptation will go away and you're just going to be more full of the full of the Holy Spirit and full of God's presence. What will come in your life is so much more it's so much greater than you can understand. Yeah. And then we're with you on this. Like, this is again, it's not easy. This is such a, a much better way uh, of living and understanding because we uh, we're always trying to meet needs in our life, and often in very destructive, self selfish ways. God calls us to something more, and He wants us to grow. And and one of the ways He does so is just recognizing our our desperate need for Him. The only way that we can recognize our need for Him is when we forego some of those other things in life that we have filled and pushed in to these holes that only God was intended to fill. When we remove those things, it's painful at times. We've tried to protect ourselves with, with a lot of different behaviors or patterns or beliefs. And when we surrender those things to God, initially it's painful. We're faced with, with life, we're faced with past, we're faced with our inner hurts and wounds that God wants to touch and heal. And we're often very resistant too. Like we are sometimes our own worst enemy in this. And that's why it's uh, the surrender component is so important. If we are digging our heels in, if we're 
trying to strong arm God, or if we're putting up walls around our life, our inner life, we're going to see the reflection of that in, in this. We're not going to get what God has for us because we are, we're basically creating limits. You know, I'll, I'll only go that far, God. No, I don't want that much. No, I don't, I don't want to recognize my need for you here. I'm going to try to do something else. You know, there's a lot of Christian history and tradition when it comes to recognizing our need for God and the different practices that we put into place. And sometimes it's gone too far in one end into that asceticism kind of mentality of, of putting yourself at such limits of pain and doing that intentionally. This is what we're talking about, but the monastic lifestyle, so monks, there were, there's some lessons to be learned from some of the things that they did to recognize their need for God. There's a lot of rich history and Christian tradition in this regard that sometimes we've missed in our modern society. Um, we've missed that completely because we don't really like that understanding. We don't like to introduce those things into our, our life. For instance, like fasting, and I struggle with this too. But even so, when we're faced with such dire situations where we're, we're feeling this halt component, it's, it's, it's such a jolt to us that we want to escape from that. And so understanding, hey, well, no, maybe I need to just invite God into this. And in fact, I need to invite God into this. That's just not a, a mindset that we have cultivated. That's not something that has been modeled for us often. And this is something we really believe is a key component to your inner healing in life, not only from porn, but just healing. You know, we know that you have to face things in life. We have to face things. I have to face things. If we don't face them, we're never going to come to terms with them. We're never going to get the inner healing that we need. How is this, you know, tracking with you right now? What are you thinking? Because maybe you're in the midst of uh, that loneliness, that tiredness. You're feeling hungry. You're feeling angry, maybe stressed. Maybe in this moment, you're feeling those things. What's going on for you right now? Or maybe you've been so distracted because you filled your life with things that move you away from feeling any, anything at all. Ask those questions of yourself. Let's just see where God leads you in that because we want the best for you in this. And we know how hard some of these things are. But really, we understand that sometimes the best answer isn't the easiest answer. <laughs> yep. And it really isn't. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, I want to encourage you, if you want to just be a healthier person and, and know how to bring the Lord into some of the the triggers in your life and maybe some some past wounds, there's a resource that we've got. It's called Let's Heal Your Heart. Some of you I know have gone through it for sure. There's been amazing feedback. One guy, I remember, he's like, I've forgiven myself for the first time ever going through Let's Heal Your Heart. But but I, I want to encourage you to to check it out. So it's restoredministries.ca slash let's heal your heart. And you're going to learn how to just see things differently and see what God is doing in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your wounds. And um, and, and the the mindset, the connecting your mind and your heart in your healing process and your freedom journey um, is, is part of that. And so I, I just want to encourage you, you can pay whatever you want for it. It's Or do it for free if you want. If you contribute something, that's great. But restoredministries.ca slash let's heal your heart is a resource you can take advantage of. And uh, we just hope that that's a blessing. Really dive into this, dive into this mindset, welcome the opportunity that comes when challenges come up, when triggers come, identify what is going on, what is God doing here and ask him and bring him into that. It's going to change your life. So hope that helps and we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.